Well, hello, my beautiful children. This week, our episode is sponsored by Revival Recordings. Let me tell you about the most innovative approach to new music that exists today. Revival Recordings, an artist's first record label based out of North Carolina, has introduced Revival 52, a commitment to fans to release new music every Friday for all 52 weeks of 2018. From metal to pop punk, indie rock, Revival 52 will bring something new for you to enjoy every Friday. And they were giving away a free Amazon Echo because they're so cool to a lucky fan once they hit 1,000 followers, but you guys are awesome and they already hit that. But it's still way worth following that playlist because they release new music every Friday and it's free. So, you know, there you go. So if you have a Spotify, go ahead and go to ffm.to forward slash revival 52 and follow the playlist. Enjoy great music from your new favorite record label for free right now. Revival 52 on Spotify. This episode, we are joined by the singer of the band June Divided. Mel is a fantastic musician, songwriter, artist, and it was a really great episode. We had a really good uh, conversation, and you guys need to go check out this band, June Divided. Their new record comes out on the 24th, and they have pre-orders going on right now. Uh, you can go visit them over at June at June Divided on Instagram. They have all their, their tour dates up there, which, by the way, they're starting the tour on the 24th, and it runs through September 8th. Yeah, go check out that band right now. Stop what you're doing. Go ahead and press pause and go check out the band. Then get back over here and listen to this episode. Side podcast. My name is James Macmillan. I will be your host for the day and for the entire podcast. I don't know. I just said the day. It's every day. Today we have a very special guest. We have Mel from the Tasty Tasty band June Divided. What's up, Mel? Not much. How are you? Good. Thanks for being on the Stateside podcast. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So, where are you right now? I'm at my house. <laughs> in what city? What what area of the world? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh, hell yeah. I love that town. Oh, so do I. So much. Oh, it's it's one of the best. It really is. It's a little brutal in the summer. Yeah, it's kind of this here. Yeah. Uh, today was bad. Really bad. So um, what does bad mean? Like super hot and humid? The humidity is really bad. Like it got, we had a week that was straight up in the in the hundreds for like an entire week and oh. now it's just like it's come down from that and now it's like a solid 90 with humidity like up the ass like it's terrible see that's <laughs> the thing about the northeast that i can't fucking do like it's it's high 90s it was 100 the other day here in portland but it's really dry it's almost never humid why do you think we're all miserable in the northeast <laughs> <laughs> no sh- and then you guys then you have gnarly winters too we do. Everyone in the Northeast looks so serious and, like, yeah. miserable. You know, to be honest with you, it is kind of also what I like about that area. Like, you guys don't fuck around. We really don't. Yeah, and there's there's a, a funny saying about Portland. Um, it's from a comic. I think it's from a comic named Patton Oswalt. Or it's Portlandia. Anyway, the the saying is, Portland is where young people go to retire. <laughs> oh shit! See, I've never been there, and I've always wanted to go, and I feel like that makes sense just 
from what I've heard. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful city. It's one, arguably one of the most beautiful cities in the country, if not the world. And I love that people are super liberal and artsy and creative. That's all good. But there definitely is that, like, I wish there was a little bit more of an edge. You know, like, hey, let's get up and go do some shit and get shit done. That does not exist here. Okay. In the Northeast, it's literally just, like, work, work, work. In fact, one of my mm-hmm. friends, he didn't go to Portland, but he left and he went to um, San Diego because he couldn't take, like, the work, 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 go, go, go all the time. And I'm like, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and even down in Southern California, it tends, I mean, it depends on where you go. Like, Orange County is pretty relaxed. San Diego is really relaxed. But L.A. is not. No, true. Well, L.A. is. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a working town. Yeah. For sure. So, um, for the people at home that don't know who June Divided is, can you just give a a little background story on when you guys started, what city you started in, um, and what's coming down the road? (sighs) Okay. So um, we started in Philly. We're all Philly-based. At least when we started the band, we were Philly-based. Um, and we started a real long time ago. We started, um, I think our first record came out in 2011. So, yeah, I was looking through some old videos, and it was like way long ago. Way long ago and way different. Our new record. Very different. different. Yeah, yeah. You guys were a little bit more like, I don't know, Paramore-ish kind of, yeah. sort of? That was like, sort of. it was more of that warped war scene right. that was like we I don't know how we got swept up in it because honestly <laughs> the first song that was our single was meant to sound more like the stuff on Body Wars and I guess because I was like an experience as far yeah. as like saying this is what I want so to go it just ended up in that vein and like that was fun too. I was like a big Jimmy World fan so I was like okay like cool and then we got swept up into the warped world and then I was like I hate this like no lie hated mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then even though it was fun and it was like a great experience, there's a lot of not great stuff about it. And then it kind of, things kind of calmed down. I'd say things kind of slowed down in like 2014, things kind of started slowing down and we were like, okay, so now what? Like now, now let's, let's like do what we want to do. Like now what? And then, then we started working on Body Wars or what eventually became Body Wars. Yeah. And so Body Wars is the name of the new record coming out on the 24th, right? Yes. And the name of a single? Yes. And the yes. single's already out? Single's already out. Okay, cool. It's a really cool song. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you guys, have you, I'm sure you've heard Shiny Toy Guns, that band. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it reminds me of that, but better. <laughs> Definitely better cool. and more melodic. And I think you took the influence of, like, Jimmy Eat World, that yeah. kind of, like, melodic open thing. And then kind of combine like synthy electronic y vibes. And I love that shit. Like Depeche Mode and like Tears for Fears and all that. That's like some of my favorite kind of music. So I really yeah. dug it. It kind of went back to like our original influence, which kind of we got steered away from. But our like, like our favorite band is Mute Math. And they're like, oh, kind hell of, yeah. That's our, fa- yeah. It's like people may, people are like, oh, so um, they were a big influence on that record. Metric was a big influence yep. on that record. Cold War Kids, even. Nice. Like something on like indie um, alt side of things. So, yeah, we have all kinds of influences. That's awesome. And that's wait. I mean, it sounds like you guys are finally settling into what you want to do <laughs> instead of, yeah. like you said, being wrapped up in that. Because I know exactly what you mean, especially in that time in the mid 2000s, even up until like 2011 ish, every band 
just kind of got yeah. swept up in that thing. The swoopy hair, lip ring kid thing from Warp Tour. Every band did it. Yep, especially if you were female. Too. Especially. Especially, yeah. Right. You're... If I know, like, especially if you were female. It, like, to the point, and that's why I hated it so much. Yeah. I just like, I was like, I had enough of this. Like, yep. I can't. <laughs> well, good for you. That's That's fucking rad. I mean... You know, I was talking about it last week. There's a band that I, I've been kind of like talking about a lot. They're called The Regrets. Okay. They're really, really young. It's three three girls. So the singer, guitar player is a girl. Bass player is a girl. The other guitar player is a girl. And then they have a dude drummer. But they're all like, I think, 18 at best. And they're really, really good, really polished, like pop rock. I don't know, almost like early Arctic Monkeys kind of stuff. Um yeah like early Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, more more like hyper and choppy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you'd check him out. I think you'd, you'd probably like it. But I, I just love that like that they represent like the new wave of of rock. And every time I think rock is dead, I find this new band. Every, it yeah. always happens. That's awesome. I honestly hate that whenever somebody says rock is dead, I'm always like, no, it's not. It's just changing and maybe for the better. So like, mm -hmm. don't complain. <laughs> There's just more now. There's more of everything. And people used to say hip hop was dead, and now it's like, I would say that hip hop is the. Would you agree that it's probably the most mainstream genre at this point? Um. So my yeah, yeah, kind of. My line of work actually has me study a lot of different kinds of music. So kind of, yeah. Yeah. I would say right now, hip hop, pop, and country blues are like That's true. Cool. Yeah. Um, good point. So, because I work in the music industry outside of Gene Divided as well. So oh, what do you do? So I'm a voice teacher, but I'm also a voiceover artist, and I do mostly like impressions of other vocalists. So oh, I'm cool. always getting songs sent to me. I'm always getting like, so it's always like top 40 stuff. So it's like, I always like know what's on the charts and what's trending. Yeah. So yeah, hip hop's a, a big one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's, it's just like, there's so many different genres. There's so many more inputs, Spotify, Pandora. SoundCloud. There's so many different ways for people to hear music, um, and most of them are free. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, that, well, you know, the industry's changing, and you can either cry about it or you can change with it. That's right. Right away. You know. I absolutely agree. Yeah. So, um, grew up. You're from. You grew up in Philadelphia. Is that right? Um, I. <laughs> so we're a Philly band, but none of us are actually from Philly. So like um I'm from Delaware. I grew up I was born and raised in Delaware and then oh, I came okay. to yeah and then I came to Philly for college. Chris was Chris grew up um in Pittsburgh and came to Philly for college. That's how we met. Mm. Lenny grew up in North Jersey, came to Philly for college. It's kind of how we met. And Keith, the most interesting one of all, was born in Ireland and came oh, to wow. Philly Yeah, and, and came to Philly as a kid. So he's actually the most Philly out of all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's rad. Right. Yeah, so you made Philly the, the home base, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So, I mean, other than that, some of the bands you mentioned, is there is there any influences that, like, all of you guys agree on, and that's kind of what you're pulling from? Is it mostly Mute Math and Metric, th those kind of bands? It's hard to remember. Body Wars was written, like, so long ago. I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, most of that. We, well, I mean, we are you guys still doing that kind of music? Oh, yeah, we are. We just haven't written it. So Body Wars was an independent release first. 
literally sit by ourselves. Oh, I think I saw that on Revival's bio yeah. on you. That's right. Yeah. And then they picked the record up. That so makes more this sense. Record's old to us, which is kind of nice because we're not trying to like scramble to get the live show together. Right. Uh, we've been playing it for a while. Um, right. But yeah, um, we agree on most of. We definitely. It's kind of one of those things where like we really agree on a lot of music. But we all have different music that we also listen to that none of us would probably listen to each other as like personal stuff. Except like me and Chris are normally on the same page all the time. Yeah. But yeah. Like I know Keith will like go into some pop punk and Lenny will go into some like more like either heavier stuff or like new wave kind of stuff or like and Chris and I are normally on the same page. Nice. And then I honestly love like EDM and pop music like so much, and they they won't. Chris loves it too, but the other two won't. So we all have like different influences that we won't agree on. But for the band, for our influences as a band, we normally are on the same page. Yeah. Kind of all over the place. That's cool. Yeah. Now, who's the main songwriter? Or do you guys kind of all collectively write together? I am. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, we do. There is like I'll demo something up at home. Like I'll be like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. And then I'll like bring the demo to them and then we'll kind of like work on it. They'll like add their own thing or like change things if it needs to change or whatever. But um Yeah. That's awesome. Well we're getting towards the end of summer. They call the the dog 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 days of summer or something like that. Probably, yeah. Whatever the expression is. Did you yeah. have a good summer? Um Anything fun? Yeah. Yeah, I had a good summer. I was just at this <laughs> with my sister's bachelorette party in New York uh -oh. City. So <laughs> that's another reason why I'm not sure. <laughs> I love Manhattan, man. That's a good time. Uh, we stayed right in Times Square. It was like it was crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's another thing. I'm so jealous of your area of the country because you guys are so close to Manhattan. We are. We're close to a lot of things. Yep. Like, like Baltimore and D.C. is only a few hours. Boston. Boston's not far from me because I'm in Northeast Philly. New York is only like maybe an hour, yeah. an hour and a half away. I'm not far at all. No, not far at all. We stayed at my, my wife's aunt's house, uh, like a suburb of Philly, and we got on a train. I I felt like I put on a podcast and before I even got through like half of it, we were there. It was really yeah. cool. Everything is real close together up here. Probably yeah. also why we're miserable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's like, it's it's the oldest part of the country, and it's mimicked more after Europe. So they're, yeah. they're smaller states. Delaware's tiny. Maryland is barely a state. Yep. Oregon is fucking giant. Yeah. It's huge. I always talk about this statistic. My family's like Irish and Scottish. So, you know, we've been to Ireland. We've been to Scotland. And you mentioned your, your uh, band members from Not Ireland. Irish. Yeah. And I always talk about this stat. Oregon is three times the size of Ireland. In square yeah. miles. Isn't that I crazy? Guess, that, that makes sense. I was actually in Ireland earlier this year. I went with some friends nice. and we went from like Dublin to, um, what's the one on the other side? Dublin to Galway. And, like, oh, you love Galway. Oh, Galway. Yeah. Isn't it cool? Me Galway too. Was, like, I, like, Dublin was like, eh, but like, I love Galway. I could sit in Galway What time of year did you go? The fall in October. Yeah, I went in like the middle of the winter in February, so it was cold as balls up there. It was super it was, fun. It was like somewhat chilly, but it was kind of nice. We had a good yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very similar weather to the Northwest where I live. 
I would say the only difference is that Ireland is so small that everything is sort of coastal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a small island, so it has like a beachy coach, coastal vibe. It's always windy, it's always wet. But anyway, um, so yeah, the summer is ending, and which reminds me, my favorite time of year is coming up, the fall. Because yeah. I, yeah, I'm a huge holiday guy. Like, Aww. from October to the end of December, that's like, that's my, that's my jam. That's my zone. That's, that's yeah. your time. Oh my God. That is the time that makes me want to like flee the country. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to ask you what your favorite holiday is, but now I think I understand none of them. None of them. No. Not even Halloween? Yeah, yeah Halloween's like red. You don't like, like Christmas or Thanksgiving, none of that? No. Okay, I get gifts. Like, I love giving gifts. And I always have to buy, like, the perfect gift and have it wrapped perfectly. And okay. then, like, as you get older, you, like, start knowing more people. And you get, like, extended family and your boyfriend and your girlfriend's out of the family. And then I just get so stressed about getting everybody <laughs> the right gift. And I, like, it makes me just want to, like, leave forever. Well, you need to, I, can I make it easy for you? Yeah. I come from a family who does not give presents. Now, a lot of people think that's really weird. Like, I literally, this, this is what I got from my old man last year. Uh, a stiff hug on the back. I'm proud of you, kid. I love you. And I tell you what, it's way better than anything else because there's no expectations. I, if I get them something, it's a huge deal. If they get me something, it's a huge deal. And what we do, all the adults in my family, and there's a lot of them, we will do a... Um, we make our own gift. So it's like a $20 limit, and then we make each other something. So that way it, it saves a lot of the pressure. But anyway, yeah, and on top of that, I don't get any of my fucking friends anything. They don't get me anything. And we, we've all grown up together. I have like eight of the same best friends since seventh grade. And we oh don't. My Seriously, no wonder you love the holidays. Fucking like, love here, it. Here in the, like, because we've got King of Russia Mall. We have oh, God. Here, it's insane. Like, yeah, it's insane. and I'm like very like I'm like you watch Parks and Rec. Oh hell yeah. Okay, so you know how like Leslie's like the gift giver. And yeah. She's got like that. Like that's me. Like that's me. Like, that's see, kind of, see, that's a good thing. Then you're then you're a sweetheart and you're good at doing it. Uh, but I'm not that sweet because I'm secretly like hating it. My breath. Like I'm like <laughs> oh my god, tell me, tell me, I just want to go away. <laughs> but I mean, do you do you hate like the movies and the cookies and all the fun the fun times? I like. And of course, like the food, like duh. Okay. But then you know, like. <laughs> so if I dig a little deeper, you do like some of it. You just don't like the pressure of the gift giving. Yeah, I don't like the pressure of of that of the gift giving and the pressure. Like I get very like it's it's crazy. It's hectic out here. Like everything, yeah. traffic, getting to work. Oh my god, the traffic! I take one of the biggest interstates. I take I ninety five, which runs literally all the way down the east coast, all the way down to Florida, and I take that to work like an hour back there right. back. And it's like as soon as the holidays hit, it's like I my my forty five minute commute turns into like an hour and a half, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so congested out here. Maybe if yeah, I lived, I hear you. I mean, I it, get, like, it, it's hectic here too. Yeah, I do like the movies, and I do like um, my family's interesting. My mom is Jewish, and my dad is Roman Catholic, so we got both holidays. Also, probably uh-huh. why I get the movie because the way I gifts. That's so, so what did did you guys celebrate Christmas as a kid or did you celebrate Hanukkah or yeah. you said both? We did both, but my 
my parents, it's not like we had like tons of money. So my parents didn't give us like a present every single night. It was like, mm-hmm. we would have the normal amount of presents, but they would divvy them up between like Hanukkah and Christmas. So we weren't like the only kids not getting presents on Christmas. Right. So, yeah. But I mean, you still had like a tree and all that bullshit. No, we have a tree. Never had a tree. No? Oh, you poor thing. Or uh, maybe that's good. I don't know. No, I didn't mind it. The one time I did mind it, I think in like high school, I was like an office aide as my senior year because I guess I had like empty credits or whatever. Hmm. And they asked me, they were in a rush and they threw me like the fake like assemble on your own tree and the decorations. They're like, here, you do this. We'll be right back. And like, they didn't realize that I never had a tree. And I was like, okay. So I tried to like assemble it. And like string up the tinsel. It looked like I tried to like hog tie the tree. <laughs> and then came back and they were like, Oh, like, oh, it looks great. Good <laughs> job, Mel. Yeah. Yay. Good yeah. for you. So speaking of Philadelphia, I'm sure you're aware that Sean and Nick are giant baseball fans. Did and you... Nick is Neil's. What's that? Nick is Neil's fan, right? I think they're both Phillies fans, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear what you said. They're what fans? Well, I said football. I thought they were football fans, too. Yeah, they are. They're definitely. But I, I think baseball is like the thing they're absolutely insane about. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. But uh, the Phillies are doing really well. I don't know if you follow baseball. But they're they're like yeah. second out. We actually, almost all of us, like everyone in the band and like our significant others, um, we all went to a game together like a couple weeks ago. It was really oh, cool. Fun. Yeah, baseball is my all-time favorite sport. That's love nice. it, love it. Cool. I'm obsessed. Our band is we're big football people, so you can imagine this year nice. was kind of a big deal for us. Hell yeah! Big deal. Yeah. Me, but me, however, it's only me and Keith. We're we're Phillies fans because like most people in Delaware are either like Phillies fans. If you're not like a Phillies fan, you're probably like a Ravens fan or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, me and Keith are big Eagles fans, and then Chris is a Steelers fan, and then Lenny is, like, a Jets fan. I don't know. So, but me and Keith went crazy. That was, yes. We had, Phillies, Phillies are great, too, but our band is more about football, but we but we love going to baseball games. Did, did the city just absolutely go nuts? Oh, my God, yeah. And, like, I was downtown for it. It was, it was stupid. Oh, my God. Dude, I love downtown Philly. Mm-hmm. The Northeast is so, like, it's so towny, you know? Like, you guys have a town vibe, even in big cities. Yep. I love yep. it. Yep. Well, football season's around the corner, so that's exciting. I know. I know. I, I love baseball season, too. I do. I'm just, I feel like everyone, if you bring up Philly sports to anybody in Philly, um, they're just going to be like, oh, the Eagles are the Super Bowl fans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, so I sh- I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but are you a? It's always a sunny in Philadelphia fan. We do get asked that all the time, and of course we are. Yeah, of course we are. It's we one of the best shows ever. It really is. Of course we are. Their new season's yeah. coming out pretty soon. I'm yeah, I'm excited. Um, our drummer Keith, he's like our resident Charlie Kelly. Like he's our Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, he's our Charlie. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely had one of those guys in my band. Keith's the Charlie. I'm probably the D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen any good movies lately? Maybe. I've been. Uh, we're definitely TV people. We love movies too. 
I just don't know what there's what has been out lately. There's been a lot of great movies out. Well, this is actually a good segue. Every week, Mel, I do a movie pick of the week. Um, so we'll go ahead and make up the official segue for this. In a world where James has a movie pick of the week. This week, this is actually, oddly enough, not a movie that's out, but a movie that was out a few years ago. Okay. 127 Hours is my official pick of the week. Do you remember that movie? Did you see I it? Remember, no, I didn't see it, but I remember the title. Do you remember the, the plot? Me, no, I don't think so. Dude, it's fucked. And it's a true story. Is it a scary movie? Okay, so you, you tell me if this is scary. So a guy goes hiking in the desert of Utah, and he doesn't tell anyone where he's going. He's just like a free spirit guy, like kind of granola hiker, mountain biker dude. And he he's going in between these two narrow canyons, and he jumps on like a rock that's wedged in between the canyons, but the rock is like really sturdy, and he does it all the time. And then... Long story short, he falls. He slips and falls into the canyon. But it's not a fall that would kill you. But what happens is the rock above him falls with him and pins his hand from, like, his hand to the middle of his arm to the wall. I think I saw something about this. Okay, yeah. So the guy was stuck for 127 hours. That's five days. with With no food, barely any water. And he like he tried everything, like chipping away at the rock with a little pocket knife, trying to move, trying to wiggle, couldn't do it. His arm started to die, like literally rot. And then he he took a knife that was like two inches long and cut okay. off his arm. Yes, okay, I do remember seeing something about that. So you're so what you're saying but, is it's not a it's not a comedy. <laughs> no, definitely no. Unless you find that funny, which you know, no, whatever. That is awful. Yeah, I did once you said the hand thing, I was like, oh, that's what yeah. yeah. You know the actor James Franco? Yes. Yeah, he's the guy. He plays the guy. That, that was James Franco's thing. Yeah. Okay. And the director, Danny Boyle, directed Slumdog Millionaire, 28 Days Later, that zombie movie, a um, huh? bunch yeah. of other shit. Yeah. Really good. Dude, it's rad. Really, really good. Do you have a way of watching something on your end, like a trailer? It is 7 o'clock here in Canyonland, USA. Hey, Erin. Mom still has not heard from you. Will you just call her, please? I'll talk to you soon. And this morning, on the boulder, we have a very special guest, Erin Ralston! Oh, gosh, it's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, you lost? I'm a guide. What do you say? <laughs> See, I'm something of a big hard hero. All you have to remember is that everything will be okay. <laughs> oh my god! Ah! Are you okay? Ah! Come on! You gotta come down here! It's been nice knowing you, man. I can do everything on my own. See ya! Bye! 
be figured in his day at all. Hey there, Aaron. Is it true? You didn't tell anyone where you were going. Maybe that'll be a good tour movie. You guys can watch in the in the van or some shit. It's it totally will. We need that kind of stuff for sure. It's crazy because it's like you think about a movie being filmed exclusively in one spot, and all it is is a guy just in one spot. Like, how could that be entertaining? But it totally is. Yeah, you need like a really good actor. Yeah, yeah and just the way they like cut back and forth, with, like his memories of stuff growing up, and so they'll cut back and forth. But anyway, I'm a I'm a huge movie dork. I yeah, see a lot intense. of movies. Yeah. I I like I normally do see a lot of films. I just the summer has been pretty busy, so I haven't seen anything recently. I think the last thing I tried to see was Solo, but then it wasn't in theaters. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's another really great movie I've been talking about called Eighth Grade. Oh, I actually I've been wanting to see that. I saw I've I've been reading about that. But it looks really good. Yeah, it's so good and super accurate and awkward and everything that we felt in junior high <laughs> yeah i saw that that looks like super good yeah so let's talk about the tour looks like you guys have some dates coming up very very shortly oh my god i should pull them up so i <laughs> um yeah we do we have we have a two-week tour coming up and unfortunately we're not making it over the west coast but we're doing we're doing mostly east coast dates and some midwest dates too Looks like the 24th of August through the 8th of September. Yeah. Yep. That is great. Philadelphia, Lancaster, PA, New York, Raleigh, Nashville, Columbus, Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Washington, D.C., Boston, Asbury Park, Jersey. Yep. Rad. That's it. Yeah. I think, uh, isn't that where Bruce Springsteen is from? Asbury Park? Yeah, that's close to Lenny's hometown, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> which which one is Lenny? He's our bass player. It doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> I'm matter. I'm He's just a fucking bass player. <laughs> we, we, bust on, we bust on Lenny all the time. <laughs> oh, poor Lenny. Bass players never get the love, do they? I know. He's, like, a pretty hard-working bass player. He handles a lot of stuff, so. <laughs> so he's pulling his weight. 
Oh yeah, more than that. Yeah. Who's like the who's the band the pseudo band manager? Lenny. Lenny, he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He actually started out as our manager. I was just gonna ask you, do you guys have representation other we, than we revival? Do. Um, we do. Um, but Lenny was originally the uh the manager. Oh and cool. Then, yeah, we needed a bass player and he like played bass, so I was like, play for us. And then <laughs> <laughs> you had to go find a real manager. Yeah, well yeah. Well then he did both for a long time. Oh wow. Yeah. So when did you guys sign with Revival? Um, sort of recently, right? Fairly recently. Um, we probably signed with them, I think, back in October. Rad. So, yeah, it hasn't even been a year. Good group of people, right? Yeah, they're wonderful. Yeah. Sean and Nick were on, I think, in February. And uh-huh. they were so the plan was they're going to New York City for something. And they're going to do the podcast from their hotel and call in just like you are. But apparently there was a huge snowstorm in Raleigh, so the plane couldn't even take off. And so they went back home and individually called in separately from their houses with their kids yelling in the background. It was like pure chaos. <laughs> they felt really bad about it, but it, it turned out to be a really fun episode. Okay, cool. But yeah, there was like, you know, multiple feet of snow on the ground in Raleigh. Yeah, that's really rare. We have a bunch of friends in Raleigh, too, and the, I know they're not like prepared for that like we are up here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you find that just hilarious. Like, if it snows half an inch in the Portland area, the whole valley shuts down. Does it not snow? It'll snow, like, a few times a year here. How much? Um, You know, like, uh, like uh, half a foot would be, like, a really good snowstorm. Oh, God, why do I live here? <laughs> we get so much snow. <laughs> I know, I know. And it starts pretty early, right? Right around Christmas time, I would imagine. We had snow. Yeah, it starts early. No, it'll Even... start earlier than that. Sometimes. Really? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, sometimes it'll start earlier. Sometimes not. It yeah. snowed on the first day of spring. Fuck that. Like, really bad. It was like bad. It was a bad line. Like, people had off work. Right. You're like, God damn it. Yeah. Yep. So it probably and it probably doesn't stop until March, end of March. Yeah. Ish, something like that. I think, I think like a year or two ago we had snow in April. That is yeah. complete bullshit. I know we had snow in April, like I think last year or two years ago. It was bullshit. It was. Uh, Dude, I don't it's, think it's so funny to me too. We went to what do they call it? The Poconos. Oh yeah. And. Like, not to talk shit, but that was the most non-mountain mountain I've ever been on. Like, yeah. we were just <laughs> we were just on the freeway, and then all of a sudden we turned off an exit, and we were in the, quote, mountains. And we kept looking around like, where are the mountains? Like, no, we're in them. Like, what? This is what? Huh? And yeah. apparently that's how it is up there. That is how it is up there. That's the mountains. Yeah, out here it's like, you see the mountain for like three hours and you're driving to this giant mountain that you can see in the horizon and then you go up a said mountain oh that's really cool i wish we had that we don't have that but. yeah you guys gotta make it out here we really want to portland's definitely on my list of places i definitely need yeah guess. let me know if you guys do book something and I'll, I'll try to i don't know let the peeps know or if you even need help booking for sure let us know always help booking yeah that'd be 
cool. We definitely want to get rid of the list. Last time we were on the West Coast was so many years ago. We did we did LA. We did LA. Right. Where did you play in LA? Oh my god, it was so long ago, and it's definitely not. Uh, it was called the Key Club, and it's definitely not yeah. around anymore. No, the Key Club I think is still around. I heard it shut down. Off the Sunset Strip, or Hollywood Boulevard, one of the two. Think. Oh, maybe the Key Club did. I've played there a bunch of times. It was actually a relatively bigger venue. Yeah, it was a bigger venue. We did that. Yeah. So part of how I got swept up on the war tour was that Ernie Ball had that Battle of the Bands that we like. We thought the only thing was like you would just get picked to play your war tour's hometown. Yeah. And we did, and we were like, "Woo! Like this is like woo! This is fun." Um. And then we got a call after the summer was over, and they were like, you're one of the four finalists. We're going to fly you out to L.A., give you um, free guitars, pick whichever guitar you want, and you're going to play the Whoa. Club, looking for the Dirty Heads, and then you get two weeks on Warped Tour. How cool. Yeah, so that's how we kind of ended up in that scene to begin with. But then we also got, like, free guitars out of it. To be honest, Warped Tour is kind of a terrible tour to do if you're a small band. Not a lot of people uh, want to talk about that. We did that. We did that. Yeah. Right? It's brutal. It's fucking 100 degrees everywhere you go. And you usually play pretty early in the day. Honestly, all of that, like, sucks, but it's, like, livable. What's not livable is if you don't bring a driver. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. Because it's like you set up, play this show. It's brutal hot out. And, like, people don't understand. You're playing in, like, a polo field or something. You know, and so you have to park your van way the fuck away. Yeah. You know, you're not no effects. You're not w- mm-hmm. whatever, rise against. So you don't have these giant tour buses and techs. You got to schluck your gear across a goddamn polo field, set up, play, yeah. then set down. And like you said, then you have to drive all night to make it to the next town. The driving is by far, like, by far the worst. Like, it's, it's actually dangerous. To the point That's where, right. Like, I like, to the yeah. point where, like, I don't know how we didn't die. Like, honestly. Like, you need, you need to have a driver. Mel, I can... There's so many bands that I know that have been in van crashes because of this. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. I know. It's it's so not worth it. No. And everyone does it. And people... Yeah. We were lucky. We didn't have any problems. We brought two people with us. So it was the four of us plus two people. Um, one person for merch and one person for like teching and setting up. Yeah. And it, and they obviously helped carry all of our stuff. So like that, all of that was functional, but it was the driving that was just like unbearable because nobody was designated to drive. And then what would happen is we'd be exhausted and yeah. it's dangerous. It's just straight up dangerous. Are you so, guys partiers in the band? People drink and have fun. Yeah, we are, but like. Not to like a stupid extent. Like Good. we, like we're no one ever really gets hammered before we play a show. Like unless it's like a real shit show, <laughs> and that's just kind of fun. Like fine. no one really gets like hammered, hammered. Like we'll we'll party for sure. We all drink, um, but no one gets like. There's never been like an incident where somebody couldn't play a part, right? Or right. like and like you know, no one besides like a little hangover in the morning. That's about as bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so is the designated driver the one that stays sober? Doesn't drink at all? Of course. Good course. for you. Because yeah, I, I was in a real dirtbag of a band where everyone was just fucking drunk and no one gave a fuck about anything but me. I was the only one that was like, hey, dudes, I don't want to die tonight. Who's not drinking? And they'd all just look at me. I'm like, God damn it. 
So that was you, huh? Yeah. yeah. That was oh, the yeah. band mom, manager, everything. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, super fun. Hey, at this point, Mel, I, we always take a ceremonial pee break. We, we kind of do some jumping jacks, get a new, get another drink, refresh yourself, and then we'll come back in like five minutes, okay. and we'll do a couple more segments, and we'll get you the fuck out of here. All right. Sounds great. Okay, so I'm just going to pause it, literally go to the bathroom. I'll be back right. in like five minutes. All right. I'm just probably going to leave it. All right. Well, welcome back to the podcast. We had a great pee break and whatever. Did you... Did you have a good break, Mel? I did. I caught up with one of the bridesmaids during my sister's wedding to talk about. But, so. <laughs> to oh, <laughs> took care of some business. Yeah. Yeah. Are you married? No. No one in the band is right now. Nice. No. Uh, everyone, is, everyone is taken. Everyone has a significant other. Right. Not totally, totally uh, locked down. What's like the average age of the band? 30. 30-ish? 30, 31, yeah. Nice. We're all, really, we're all really close in age. It's literally just 30 and 31. Oh, wow. That makes it helpful. Yeah. Who's in the room with you? Who's in this room with me? Yeah. The room here? Yeah, I thought you were looking at someone. Oh, no. Um, there's a fly. <laughs> no. <laughs> like no, my roommate, like, the fly. Yeah, it's just started to like I don't know it rained a lot so like everyone's been complaining about flies from the rain so uh, it's here so mad speak have you ever seen the movie The Fly no not it's pretty dated it's like early 80s <laughs> it's but old really old um what's his name Jeff Goldblum the guy yeah. from Jurassic Park yeah, oh, yeah. he's the yeah. bomb yeah yeah there's nobody here it's just me <laughs> <laughs> okay so just you and the fly <laughs> Um, so back to your band. Who who produced the record and who mixed the record? So we had a bunch of mixers. Um, Fred Mascherino produced the record, and people mostly know him from Taking Back Sunday. Good for you. Yeah, but he's not in it. He was only on a couple of Taking Back Sunday records. He left after a little bit. Because um, he's like a full-time mix engineer now, right? Well, he was a Kinda, full, he was producing. Yeah, he was like producing for a while. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he does produce anymore. Right on. Well, like yeah. I said, I want to I want to get you in contact with Neil. I think you guys okay. would be such a rad fit. And That's he awesome. he was so bummed he couldn't be here tonight. He actually specifically asked for you guys to be on. And then ah. um Haley, is that her name? Haley was revived. Yeah. Yeah. She emailed us asking she gave us you know a few options and i was like well i, I like doing divided and you know so it all anyway it just all worked out in like the same span of a week yeah 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 it did work out and we're, we're we don't have tons of time either because we've been gearing up for this tour and yeah crazy um fun fact about producing though i produced two songs on the record did you now yeah i don't i just sounded old-timey and irish did you now I did. I like want to put that out there. Good yeah, for you. Yeah. Mel, I think it's great. I um, not to get all male feminist on you, but I grew up with three sisters, no brothers, and I think it's great when when badass women do badass shit, especially in music. It's Thank it's you. not enough. All of my buddies, all of my band homies, 
They're all dudes. I know yeah. of like two girls, two females that actually legitimately do it and hang tight and tough with the rest of us. So yeah. It's really cool there's, to see. There's more women coming out of the woodwork. Agreed. Like, they're coming out of the fucking everywhere. They're like, I'm like, yes, women. Um, the yes. two songs I produced were I Didn't Mind and Pluto off the record. And oh my. Chris, Chris Mel, this just occurred to me. Yeah. You were the first female on the show. I'm, let me. Yeah, you must. I think you're the first one. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. It's kind of terrible, but awesome at the same time. Well, yeah, how long is the show been running for? Wait a minute. So this is the 43rd episode. Oh, that's too long. Simply too long. <laughs> and believe you me, it's not for the lack of trying. I know. I, I reached out. I read not to throw your your gender under the bus, but I reached out to probably five or more different people that I thought were interesting to interview and have on the show, and they all just fizzled out and they wouldn't actually pull the trigger and do it. Oh, maybe those are just the wrong ones. The, the women I, I know in the studio are. Uh, you know who you should get on this show? I'm like such a big fan of the. Um, Glass Mansions. They're from uh, South Carolina. Let me look um, them up. They're so cool. They're, I think they're still independent too. I love them. That's a that's a great name for a band. It is. They're like real. They're like super popular. And like they're popular, but they're like good. And her voice is killer. And they're just. I love those guys. Those Glass Mansion. Night swimming. Is that one of their songs? Yes. Yeah. That's them. Sweet. I will definitely yeah. look into it. Thank you. Yes, I'm trying to think of who I'm going to play their song real quick here, Mel. Aww. We'll just do it old school style here. Oh, I love it. That's cool. I'm going to give a bunch of ladies that out. So yes, please. You should do Glass Mansions, The Nearly Deads, Best X, 18th and Addison. You do them too. 18th and Addison? Yeah, they're like pop punky. And then like The Nearly Deads, they're like our buds. They're like more like rock. And then Best X is like, like punky, but like cute rock. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I have more. That's what I have right <laughs> Yeah, send them all over. Shoot me a message. Yeah. Cool. Let's do a little current events, Mel. Okay. Talk okay. about some things that are going on in the world. The world. This is your news edition with the Stateside Podcast okay. and Mel of okay. June Divided. Oh. <laughs> Very official, right? Hold on, let me pull up CNN. I haven't checked today out of fear. What happened this time? <laughs> and I, I am not doing headlines, not really. Uh, there's a few things that are sort of like popping in the news, but other than that, it's just things that I found interesting. Okay, cool. Okay. So this first one, I saw this a couple days ago. Norway is going to give hundreds of drug addicts free heroin to improve quality of life. I, th- I think this is really interesting. Um, I don't expect everyone to agree with it. I think it's a good idea. They they did this in Portugal, and it's it's working wonders for their population. So yeah. I'll, I'll read the little thing here. It says, Norway will try, 
trial, an experimental scheme to provide drug addicts with free heroin in a bid to combat the country's overdose epidemic. The government announced that the Norwegian for Wealth of Social Affairs was asked to propose a program that would improve the quality of life for those struggling with substance abuse. And it goes on from there. But anyway, pretty interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, if it's something that's working, I mean, is it? are they doing it so, like, the what they're getting on the streets, like, isn't, like, fucked up? Like, so they're getting, like, something cleaner? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it says, quote, provide a solution that will give dot, 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 a better quality of life to some addicts who are today out of our reach and whom current programs do not help enough. So the idea is to, like, give them clean needles, yeah, actually okay. clean heroin, which sounds counterintuitive. But it's not like dirty shit off the street. There's no yeah. risk of being shot or stabbed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and, and they can keep them in, under their watch. And that's part of the thing is they they take their medicine, as it were, and they keep them in one little facility. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it worked a lot for Portugal. So, um, I don't know. It's like I, I'm pretty libertarian on drugs. Like, I, I don't understand how drugs are viewed the way they are <laughs> it's just yeah. insane to me okay yeah because it just creates an, an underworld and a black market i mean that's like what happened with prohibition in this country yeah yeah absolutely it's no well, different I, I think the same way as long as it's like helping if, if if it's creating more good than harm then why not absolutely like it's helping right. people you know what i mean so i so i did have somebody overdose that was close to me on me too me too some, like, I'm like, oh, ugh. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's terrible. Working, if it's working, then, like, yeah, if it's working, for sure. So I guess, it, oh, it says the pilot program will begin in 2020, so that's a ways away. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and it says, Norway has the highest rate of overdose mortality in Europe, with such deaths accounting for 80 per, 80 per million people in 2015. 80 oh, per million people. Wow, that's insane. Wow, so. so yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But something, something, something has to be different. Whatever we're doing yeah. now doesn't work. So that's okay. all I know. Okay. Um, other news. Let's see here. Do, oh God, this is insane. Did you see the the news of the guy that stole the airplane in Seattle? Have you heard about this? No, no, that's really. Crazy. No, dude, it okay. is fucking nuts. Okay, so here's the story. A did guy you like steal it and like fly off with it, or did yeah. you like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an employee at SeaTac Airport in Seattle, an employee of Horizon Air, and he was like a luggage guy, a luggage handler or whatever. Not a pilot, so that's important to know. He's not a pilot. He was a very normal guy, 29 year old dude, had a wife, uh, seemed happy. He would post videos on YouTube once in a while of his job, and he, he was like a, a jovial, loosey-goosey guy, just a, a real f whatever, normal guy. Anyway, he stole the airplane, and there is a 12-minute audio clip on YouTube that you can listen to. Where it's him talking to air, air traffic control, and it's, it's so sad because he's like such a normal guy. He doesn't want to hurt anyone. There's no one in the airplane with him. Somehow he, he knew enough how to take off and just to fly a little bit. <laughs> why, though? Like, because why? he just, like, he lost it. He, so he had a screw loose, and he even talks about that. He's okay. like, 
my family, I'm sorry to my family, uh, you know, they're going to be really let down with me. I, uh, I'm just a guy with a few loose screws. Never, never thought of that until now, or never knew that until now. So he flew off plane. <laughs> and so, but it ends terribly because he dies. Oh no! I'm, I'm sorry, I was laughing. I no, no, it's okay. No, you would, you didn't know. I, he, How did he die? He crashed the plane and died on purpose. Oh god, did he hurt anybody on the way down? Nope. He he crashed in like a rural island on the Puget Sound outside of Seattle. That's so sad. It's that's so it. fucked. That's awful. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to figure out a way that you can watch this video with me. Um Okay, I'm gonna um play this into the phone. And so you'll just hear some audio, Mel. Okay, cool. We're just trying to find a place for you to land safely. Yeah, not quite ready to bring it down just yet, but holy smokes, I gotta, I gotta stop looking at the fuel because it's going down quick. What the? People are videotaping the plane going by. Oh my god, what is happening right now? Think with their phones. My phone, you got it? Yes. He later crashed the plane into Ketron Island in Puget Sound on August 10th. Anyway, it's just music at this point. But Russell was a ground service employee for Horizon Air and did not have a pilot's license. That is so sad. Like I know, it's so terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, definitely go like look up the videos and the audio for it because it it'll kind of explain it better than I did. Yeah, um, that no, that's crazy. It's really sad. Like people should be people should be able to access like mental health so they don't do that kind of thing. Right. I know it's a, it's a huge thing that um, this country is pretty bad at. We're pretty terrible. Yeah. At. No kidding. And jeez. Yeah, we had a, a guest on a while ago. His name is Logan Lynn. And he started a non-profit organization here in Oregon called Keep Oregon Well. Because there's, there's like a saying in Portland that says, keep Portland weird. And so he stole that motto and keep, keep Oregon well. And uh, yeah, he, I mean, it was a really good episode because he, he struggled with it. He was a, you know, an ex-drug addict and uh, really interesting episode because it's, it's wow. fucking dark. <laughs> People oh, wow. really have a tough time. Oh my gosh. Wow. Listen to a few minutes of this audio real quick. We don't have to play the whole thing. It's kind of long. Everyone standing by for departure. Just hold, uh, hold on with me for a second. Right, zero seven zero. Approach, welcome. Final runway one six right. Welcome. Man, I'm a ground service agent. I don't know what that is. Right to Portland, Seattle six is filed at seven thousand seventeen. Yes, it is your one one six right. Seven five zero. Hurry it up. Get it to go. Uh, in a couple hours, I guess. But um, yeah, I wouldn't know how to land it. I wasn't really planning on landing it. Any other vehicle ever over the ramp? The opposite set off. I don't know how to fly one of those aircraft, but uh, we'll see what we can do and get you in contact with somebody. Alrighty, um, yeah, I just kind of want to do a couple maneuvers to see what it can do before I put it down, you know? Departure, Boeing 464, And so I can uh, reach out to you a little easier. A little bit. They had I'm two sorry, jets fly from Portland oh, yeah. out oh, to meet him. Came off, I threw up a little bit. Uh, you know... I, uh, oh, the 
It's like such a normal. He's like all nice about it. It goes on. It's like a 12 minute, 12 minute video. So sad. So were they on the like? Was he communicating with them before, right before he crashed it? Yeah. So the whole time, it was like I think total about an hour flight. He takes off from Seattle. He starts heading towards Rainier, like you said. He wants to check out the Olympic Mountains, and the guy. Because their whole their whole objective is to get him not to hurt anyone and to land safely, but everyone's now there's a lot of criticism, like you were saying earlier, that someone qualified to handle mental health, a psychiatrist, a suicide prevention person, should have got on the air and started to talk to him, but yeah. they didn't. They just kept it like all business, air traffic control style, and the yeah. guy was like, "Hey, Rich, can you tell me your your fuel gauge? What are you at?" And they're just trying to keep it calm and cool, and then at one point. Two, so, like I said, two jets took off from PDX in Portland, and yeah. you're like F-15, so they're there in like 20 minutes. Yeah. And now they're next to him. They're not going to shoot him down unless he gets too close to the city. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so then the cope, the pilot in the in the jet starts talking to the guy. He's like, hey, man, look to your right. Like, I'm right here. Um, I'm going to try to walk you through this. You know, you know, see that green button there? Make sure you hit that. We'll do the landing sequence, make sure this, and check that. And the whole time, he's, like, listening, but not. And at one yeah. point, he goes, I'm going to try a barrel roll. <laughs> and the Aww. pilot's like, oh, please don't do that. Like, come on. You know, and he does it. And there's video of him, like, looping around, and it's fucking nuts. And then at one point, it just gets kind of sadder, and he's like, well, I think I'm about done. And they're like, uh, okay. And he's like, yeah, I think I'll call it here. And then he just fucking dies. Yeah, like, that was, like, the word, that was the line that kind of stuck with me was when, when he's talking to them, he's like, yeah, well, I wasn't planning on landing. And, yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, no. that's awful. Like, that's a haunting line. Like, no. Hmm. So sad. It's awful, when did, right? When did this happen? It just happened, like, um, three days ago, something like that. Few days ago, yeah. That's terrible. God, no one else was hurt. Well. I know, and apparently, like his whole family is just totally shocked. Like, there's no sign that he had any mental health issues whatsoever. How fucked is that? 
That's so sad. Just some guy, just, he followed some impulse, and that's the terrible thing about suicide and all that stuff. It's like, it's yeah. so fleeting. Yeah, you can't tell sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a bummer if, like, ten minutes had gone by and someone had just said the right thing to him. Hopefully, yeah. you know, he would have lived. Yeah. yeah. So what there's that. Line. Kind of there's a bummer. That. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for the bummer. Um, yeah, that was a fascinating but sad story. Yeah. Let me pull up a video here. Are you a... Are you a Smashing Pumpkins fan? Yeah. I'm and are young. you a Deftones fan? Deftones. I like Deftones. Yeah. Sort of, kind of. Uh, you know, like, I like them, but I, I would say, like, I'm more of a, like, I, I guess, like, I just know more Smashing Pumpkins stuff. Well, um, Smashing Pumpkins played, I think it was their something anniversary. I'm not seeing it right here. Anyway, some big show in New York City, or New Jersey, rather. And they have a bunch of guests. They have the singer of Hole, Courtney Love, come out. And then Chino from Deftones comes out, and he sings the song Bodies, which is one of my favorite songs from them. So I'm going to play a little audio here. Okay. Live. <laughs> His voice actually kind of makes sense for the song, too. Yeah. Anyway, not the best audio, but you get the idea. Yeah. I just thought that was cool. Yes. So that's kind of all the things I have for going on in the world other than baseball news, but we don't even talk about that. My my two teams, the Angels and Mariners, are doing god-awful. Oh. Have you seen the Missy Elliott's Funky White Sister? No. You know? Oh, my God. Okay, really? So I'm going to look it up. I love, so I love female rappers, okay? Like, love them. So Missy Elliott is, like, has been queen forever. So they're... Was this video that went viral of this, like some old lady <laughs> doing? Have you, are you seeing it? Mary Halsey performs "Work It" by Missy Elliott. Yeah, it's like, and so like the video went like viral, and like Missy Elliott saw it, and she loved it. She like freaked out about it. Really? <laughs> She's like, "Oh my god, I love it!" <laughs> Watch it; it's what? so good. Okay, I'm gonna play it into the microphone too. Or is it just a visual thing? No, they, there should be, there should be a It takes her a second to start going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my second time exclusive here at Goddard Park at the Cool Cat Karaoke. <laughs> Look at those mom jeans. And then the girls kept going in the back of the couple Yeah. What does she have in her hand? It looks like a cup of noodles. Oh, she's a shofar. What? 
Oh, this woman is my hero. I know. <laughs> She's holding like a horn in her right hand. It's what? Shofar. That's what the horns called. It's a Jewish thing. I don't oh. Know why. I don't know why she has it. It's just called the Shofar. It makes that noise. Like a purr thing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So, Maybe Dude, that is rad. It's rad. about it, and it's absolutely amazing. I'm trying to find her tweet right now. It's so funny. She's just like, she's loving it. She's like, that is so funny. I just got out. I have a funky white sister with like a billion emojis. <laughs> for real, though. And she brought her homegirl with her from the hood. That's fucking rad. And it's cool that she acknowledged that. Yeah. And then, oh. the, and her, wait, and her, her friend tiptoeing in the background. <laughs> That's incredible. That's some uplifting news. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uplifting news. Yeah. There's a, there's a news website that's like just happy news or something. I forget what it's called. Yeah. But we need more of that. We do. We need more of also, that. Also, you should sure. pay attention to the sad news, though. There's the reason for sad news, too. Agreed. Yeah. Just be ignorant and blissful. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to ask you a few rapid questions here, Mel. All right. Now, every episode, I have to give a caveat that's not actually rapid. I don't expect it to be rapid. It never is. People always embellish, and I'm a chatty Kathy, so it's never quick. Okay. I really okay. need to change the name, but I won't. All right. Rapid fire questions with Mel of June Divided. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Number one, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Good answer. I was obsessed with Coke as a kid. I used to collect it and like decorate my room with Coke shit. I was an insane person. My boyfriend's brother is the same way. Like, he's really? obsessed with, like, Coke. Yeah, I'm not really a soda fan. Like, I have my sparkling water just right. to make it feel like I'm drinking. So sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's how I am now, too. Like, I never drink Coke now, but I, I was insane for it back in the day. All right, number two. Movie at theater or movie at home? Oh, my God, I hate movie theaters. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> People... Like, people around me, like, showing my ear, being loud, moving, and no stuff. Go. No go. Oh. Okay. Oh, I'm, like, kind of a homebody. All right. All right. I <laughs> I am a movie junkie, so I, I don't expect everyone to be like me. I love going to the movies. I'll go by myself. It's, like, my favorite. It's my happy place. You know what I get mad at, though? Like, I love movies, too. And I just, like, if I gotta pee, like, it's yeah. not fair that it won't pause. <laughs> like, I kind of... I don't know. I'm. I, I get. I get all the arguments for why it's annoying, and I hate when people talk, and I hate all that shit too. But I like that. I like that you can't pause it. I like that you can't have your phone out. I like that it's like a like a concert. Like it's going on, and you have to adapt to it. And it's it's an art form. You're supposed to shut the fuck up and pay attention. And it's supposed to be a really big screen. That's what the director intended. That's true. So I have a pretty big TV, but it's certainly not, it's obviously nowhere near our movie screen. There's sure. some movies where, like, we have to go see, like, me and my boyfriend are huge into Star Wars, like, had to go see the Absolutely. Star Wars. Yeah. That's like, a good example. There's certain movies that you have to, like, you have to go see. In fact, yeah. 
there's a few things that we've seen from home that I was like, oh, I wish we saw in a theater. So it, it does right. depend on the experience. I just like, it always takes me, he has a really good theater by his house that like, it's really nice in there. The theaters around me, they like suck. So like, if we're around my place, we just watch <laughs> Now, do you guys have any of those sort of fancier theaters? They're, they call them Cinetopia up here. They serve beer and, you know, full, full food and really good chairs. Um, we don't have anything with like, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Like there's no theaters around. Pennsylvania has like Quaker laws when it comes to booze. So it's oh. like, I know. See, now you're getting my point because it's like, well, what if I just want to sit with a beer and like watch them? It's hard. Oh my God. And don't even get me like the liquor laws ruin. So explain that. Country. What does that mean? What are Quaker booze laws? What does that mean? They're like Quaker old Quaker laws where it's like, Booze is like super regulated here. Like you can't go and get it at. It's just now starting to. You're able to get it at like a supermarket or two, but you can't get it in gas stations. You can't get it. No, yeah, I'm serious. It's so weird. And like whenever, whenever we tour, it feels like we're like party city. We're like, (laughs) especially in California. California is bonkers. It's so annoying. And the liquor stores are like so like they close at a certain time and then there's so many rules and it ruins the local scene as far as music too because our show next week is 21 and up because so many venues won't do all ages because there's so many rules about all ages shows. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Pennsylvania, it can be a cool state, but like, well, Philly can be a cool city, and then you've got Pittsburgh, which is cool, too. But we need to, like, get up to speed on these liquor laws. It's screwing everything up. I agree. Well, if I can sign a petition, let me know. Yeah, okay. Same. <laughs> All right. Well, assuming when you do go to the movies, yeah. is popcorn a must at the movies for you? I have a sweet tooth, so I go for candy. <laughs> uh, see, I have both. I, I, I literally refuse to see a movie... If I don't get popcorn, I just won't do it. Like that's, oh. I just won't do it. It's no, see, I'll, I can live without the popcorn. I'll, I'll go for like the movie, like the sweet tarts or the sprees. Or I like the real the sour patch. Yes. Like candy. My boyfriend's like an old man. He'll get like raisinets. Raisinets. Is he eighty-five? He kind of is. I'm like, okay, he's not. He's not. He's very young. Dude, that is hilarious. <laughs> But he's like, yeah, he'll get raisinets, and then like, yeah. But I go for like the sugary candy. That's fine. Nice. Do you, have you ever noticed if you try not to drink, it's just like you have to eat a bunch of candy. The sugar thing kicks in. Does for yeah, me. I'm noticing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're like jonesing for some skittles. I'm really trying to be like so good until tour. Like I really am. You gotta like take care of yourself. Plus, like your oh, yeah. health is. Like when you set out on the road, like you know you're gonna get sick by the end of it. You might as well try to go in as healthy as you can. <laughs> yeah, it's not an if you will. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, moving on, do you prefer shows or recording? For bands, like yeah. For, for for your for your experience as a musician, do you do you like playing shows or do you oh, enjoy recording? Oh, um, it can be both. Okay, uh, probably recording. I like recording better. I was never really like, I actually didn't even want to be the front person. I just want to be the songwriter and right. like, the keyboard player, but I'm a singer. I've always been a singer-songwriter at heart, so I just kind of ended up in that situation. Now, I I feel weird saying that I like 
I don't like knocking on wood. I don't. I get nervous about it. Um, I guess I like recording better. I'm more. I'm more excited about recording better. That's kind of what I studied in college. Same mm-hmm. with my guitar player. So like, like I said, we I we did two tracks on the record ourselves. So like, we I get to be like recording better. Now, do you enjoy? Does that mean writing or actually recording? Like studio time or writing? For for me, it's both because like I okay, writing is number one, one hundred percent, all the time, forever and ever until I die. I would agree. But like, recording, recording, there's like magic and there's writing in that and there's creating because like not only do you write, like I write, but I also like I come up with a lot of sounds and like I put like the demos for Body Wars were very produced, so like right. I love studio magic, the engineering of it. Well, engineering and yeah that's that's chris's job chris is like the engineer to my producer like but um i do love recording like the whole experience because it's like an entire creative process yeah yeah it really is it's like the um, someone referred to it as let me see if i can get this right the guitar player from the mars volta you'd always say that playing a show was like painting or let me see if i can get this right and and recording is like taking a picture. Like you're taking a snapshot of a time. You know, like li- live is in the moment and it can change and you know, yeah. it ebbs and flows with tempo and sometimes your your guitar is a little out of tune and or you yeah. embellish or you make the ending longer, whatever. And yeah. recording is so like it's the thing I love about it and the thing I hate about it. That it's yeah. always and forever the way you documented it. You know what I mean? Like a song is kind of an alive thing. It's always oh, breathing. And... Yeah, that's yeah. why I like it though. So I'm kind of like a, like I said, like I would demo up everything in my house. So I'm kind of like a control freak when it got, when it comes to like my own creation. And then like I, I'm not that control freak because I like let the guys take it to their own way. But that's why I work with them is because they're so talented and they're yeah. so smart. But like. I like that. Like I, when I get an idea for a song, the first thing I want to do is like, it like bothers me to the point where it like bothers me throughout the day. If I'm not like blushing, I have a song right now that I like, I have in my head and it's done in my head, but it's not anywhere tangible. And I get like almost anxious that it's nowhere. Like I haven't put it anywhere yet. Right. So for me, it's definitely, I like recording a lot better. I I see that guitar in the background. What is that? It looks really cool. Oh, it's my ovation Adamas. Oh, it's an ovation. Yeah, but it's an Adamas, um, so it's, like, really nice. Um, my dad got it for me on my 16th birthday, so I've had that thing for eight Oh, that's long. rad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, is it cut out? Is there Are there holes in the body there? What, is, what am I seeing? Is that just a pattern? Where those black spots are? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so it's just the design. Yeah, it, they're cutaways. That's so cool. Like that's where well that's where the hole that's where like the sound hole is. Right. There's no hole where it normally is. Yeah, there's no center hole. Yeah, yeah. center hole. Cool. I know, it's pretty unique. I have a crazy yeah. story person. Hold on, let me taste that. Okay. So <laughs> kid's gonna hate me for telling this. My drummer <laughs> lost his guitar um last two, like last year. We got home from a tour and he put the guitar out in the pavement and then forgot to put it back in the car and drove off. And it was like <sighs> literally a few blocks away from like a methadone clinic. So, like, so I didn't know that. I thought it was just stolen. I think we performed on like an, a morning news show in the city. So I thought it was like stolen on the street. So 
this is a testament to not only how awesome social media is, but also how good the Philly music scene is and how supportive they are. I did like a social media post about it. Like, has anyone seen this guitar? Like, it's pretty right. neat. It's the only thing of sentimental value I have. Um, and within three days, it was returned back to me. Somebody found mm -hmm. it and his brother was a musician. So he contacted his brother and was like, who's it? Who, who is this? Like, do you know who this belongs to? And after I put that social media post out, so many of my Philly music friends shared it and it went all over social media and I got it back within three days. That is so cool. Yeah. Philly music scene. I literally yeah. like, that is such a testament to how supportive everyone in Philly and like in the surrounding areas are right so, there. Cause you basically just said goodbye to that guitar. You're just like, I, there's no I, way. I, so hard and my oh. brother, he felt when he realized what happened to it he felt so bad he was like oh my god i'm so oh. sorry Fuck. it's fine it's all good this one it's time this one time on tour um our bass player didn't lock he didn't completely close the latch to our trailer nope and you know what happens next we take it's off not. and half of our shit not half of them, but like a bunch of our shit falls out. Like a snare drum, my luggage. Oh, that was the important thing. We had weeks left on this tour and I had no clothes. All of my clothes, all of my like, and you know, all your shit you bring with you, gone. And um, a very sweet, like old, tiny Christian couple called, because my number was on my luggage. And they called and he's like, I think the Lord uh, pointed me in your direction, young man, and I'd like to deliver this back to you. And so anyway, I got it all back, and it was fine, but pretty funny. Yeah, That's, yeah it's so rare that, like, I can't believe I got that back, too. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then it was this guy um, who will come out to our shows now. Um, so I kind of made oh, cool. a friend. <laughs> yeah. A friend and a fan. Yeah. All right, moving on. I, on a scale from 1 to 10... How absurd is Trump's orange skin? Can I go higher than 10? <laughs> like, like how, where can we stop with the numbers? Like, uh, so b 10 and beyond is what you're saying. Like so much further. In infinite, yeah. infinite number. Like, yeah, wherever we're allowed to stop at like the real number. What the hell is with that? Why is his skin orange? There's so many whys. I mean, like that's just one of the whys to, to him. To what whatever that whatever the fuck that is whatever yeah. that is yeah so i mean many. i i everyone was like oh it's just fake tan he just tans all no 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 i see people who fake tan they're, they're all over the place they don't look orange what the fuck like, is it? Eats a lot of, like a lot of carrots no he's too <laughs> massive to eat. yeah he's not healthy enough to be a <laughs> carrot connoisseur yeah i don't know i heard that you turn orange if you eat too many carrots maybe that's it or maybe he's just a fucking weirdo. He's definitely that. That last one is that's part of it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and the hair. What? Why? What and why? What and why? I don't know. I don't. He claims to be a billionaire. How does he have hair like that? That I that you know that is the most, I've thought that so many times. Like it's so absurd. Like I'm like yeah. I don't. Like, Magic um, Johnson had AIDS and all of a sudden didn't have AIDS because he was wealthy and he, he took care of it. How yeah. can how does Trump not have the, the means and methods to fix his goddamn hair? And like his wife is 
was a model, like you think she knows people in the beauty industry. <laughs> like, My guess is there's something that like he might just be a genius for the populace. Like he knows how to there's something about that he looks just ridiculous enough and it's almost like he's like a clown or something. He's like Elmo. And so I don't know. I don't but then know. he's too sensitive about it for him to be like if he was really doing it on purpose, he wouldn't be like a little whiny bitch about it either. Right. He's definitely a little whiny bitch about it. The whole hands thing, like he's definitely a whiny bitch about like people like or or that's part of his I can't imagine what that would I don't know. Yeah. I I <laughs> I don't know. I really like Alright. Well then the answer to that question is beyond ten for sure. That's yeah. that's what I'll write down for you. Yeah, beyond ten. Um, moving on. What is your favorite Disney feature-length cartoon? Are we talking Disney Pixar? Or are we sure. Yeah, we can we can throw Pixar on there as well. Okay. Just so you know, I love animation. Me too. Like, fucking love it. Just so you know, me and Chris started working together because we were scoring films as undergrads at Drexel University, and we scored this 3D animation where one of the animators is now a big-time animator over at Pixar. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so I have, this is my, this, um, oh my god, wait, I have to pick one? I'm freaking out. Uh, pick, you can do a few. Do a few. Well, I mean, like, there's classics, like the Lion King, and like... Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Aladdin. Aladdin, yeah. Little Mermaid, so that, that era. Yeah, um, yeah, but Ariel's kind of stupid, so... Yeah, she's... she's yeah, but, like, can we, also, can we also talk about, like, some of the Pixar films are just, like, breathtaking. Like, they make me cry. Like, okay, up. Uh, you oh. cry. If you didn't cry, you're, don't, like, I'm, I'm done with it. Yes, like, you're a sociopathic weirdo if you didn't yeah. cry it up. Uh, um, all the Toy Stories, like, basically all the Pixar stuff. I loved, one, I loved Inside Out, too. I thought that was, like, Yeah, it was so good. I Amy Poehler. Yeah, I thought it was a beautiful way to explain, like, mental health mm-hmm. to, like, a child, you know, or to, like, make sense of it to, like, a totally. little, little kid. Like, totally. it's so, I cried at that one. I cried at all the Pixar ones. What about Wally? Oh, my God, yes, Wally. Dude, yeah. Wally's not, that. that is not a kid's movie. I mean, it is, but it's like, what the fuck? It's so good. It's oh so God. ahead of its time. It really And is. it's so unfortunately accurate. It is. Oh, God, it is. Like crazy um yeah what else what was the most recent one uh, what was it oh no. the new incredibles 2 is that a disney that's not pixar that's something else yeah that is something else um oh coco oh my god oh coco hell yeah coco like i also cry i like i cry all the time no, Coco is amazing. It's so good. I mean, like, yeah. I grew up in Southern California, and where we live in Oregon, there's a lot of Mexican immigrants and tons and tons of Mexicans out here. And that's yeah. like, that's that's my childhood, man. It's so cool to see a, a giant Disney Pixar movie covering yeah. that culture, finally. It's really cool. Yeah. Super it's cool. Really, and then, like, even outside of just, like, the culture that they, you know... They showcased. It was also like the end, like the what the like the end word said about like music therapy when he I starts know. like singing to his his grandmother and she starts like I'm like oh my god, Grandma like, Coco. Yeah. Oh, so good. 
Yeah. Now I gotta go watch that movie. So good. We're just gonna cry now. Yeah. All right. Um, I kind we kind of covered this earlier, but I need a definitive answer. I need a okay. definitive answer here. Okay. What is your favorite holiday? Oh, my favorite holiday. Um, New Year's. And and why? I like the new start every year. I know it's really like cheesy, and I definitely just like quoted Arrested Development on <laughs> too much Arrested Development. Oh, yeah, all, all the time. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Okay. Um, yeah, same. I said a new start, and then Tobias had that license plate that said, like, anus heart. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Like, I definitely just quoted Tobias. But I really do like a new start, <laughs> a new beginning. We'll say, we'll say new beginning. I really like a new beginning, and I like the chance that you can do, like, better every year. And I like that it's a celebration and that people are happy. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love New Year's, too. Yeah. I, I have... So many good memories of just rad New Year's parties, looking around like every all my buddies and all my close friends are in one little house together. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of good times. Yeah. You have to like run across the house to find your partner to kiss. It's always yeah. fun. It's always a good time. It's, yeah, I just like what it like. I think for me, I just like what it like symbolizes. I always like you can either close like a really bad year or you can look. Or you can try to like beat your really good year and like not in like a cheesy resolution way. So I don't really make resolutions, but like yeah, it's just, it just symbolizes like hey, life moves on, but that's an okay thing. That's know? awesome. Yeah. You know, I don't I, think I've ever heard anyone say that that's their favorite holiday. I know because I view it with a very unique. I, I guess it's like the songwriter in me. I have to look so deep into things. I'm like, oh, I like that it like symbolizes that there's like something new coming and that like you have another chance. You know? <laughs> right to be a better person you can be like that that is fantastic well hey thank you so much for being on the show mel this has been super fun yes it has been um well let's get you out of here where can people find the band and if you want where they can find you personally okay yeah so june divided is the only june divided in the world and i'm the only melissa monego in the world so if you google either of those things nice that's my twi- my my name is just my Twitter and my Instagram and my Snapchat. Same with June Divided. And with Facebook, it's just backslash Monsternado. I have a solo folk record out that came out like a few years ago, too. Oh, cool. Um, back- Facebook backslash June Divided. It's tw- Twitter at June Divided. Instagram at June Divided. Snap, June Divided. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm on your Instagram right now. I just followed you at June Divided on Instagram. So, yeah, everyone look out for the upcoming tour. Like, I, I read off those dates. Uh, go to their website. Or is it through Revival? Is that the website? The tour? Yeah. Those are where the dates um, are, right? Well, well, our Instagram has all the dates. It's okay, cool. Facebook. Yeah, they have all the dates. Um, our website, we have junedivided.com. We have we have an, a website. And then the album pre-order is um, out. And you can get some really cool stuff. And it's still, like, what, we have, like, a week and a few days before the album comes out. And with the pre-order, you can get um, a signed ukulele. That's like one of the prizes, so they're picked at random. It's a oh. Lana ukulele. Uh, another thing you can get is, um, and I have one back here. My drummer, he is like the Renaissance man. He makes these really cool, like Edison bowl lamps with like our logo would burn into it, and they're beautiful. Mm. Um, those are up for prizes, um, and then you can win guest spots in different cities that we're touring to. And you get two bonus tracks. Um, 
exclusively through the pre-order. That's rad. I love yeah. when bands do that. Yeah, two bonus tracks, and they hint at something coming down, coming from us down the road. And the link to that pre-order, you can find it um, on our Instagram bio. Yeah, that's right on the, like you said, right up uh, up top on the bio. I'm looking at it right now. Sweet. Hell yeah. Well, good luck with the release. Good luck with the tour. Um, We'll support you in any way we can. Let us know how we can help. We'll share news and videos and whatever whatever you need. Yeah, thank you so much. For sure. Well, you can find me personally at James Ian Macmillan on Instagram, or you can find Stateside at Stateside MGMT. And uh, yeah, this was a great episode. We really appreciate it, Mel. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Hell yeah. All right, everyone. We love you. We will see you next time. Bye. I could wait until I'm From my heart to catch up to my Cause I lost the war against myself Cause every time I see your face Battle wages on for days White flags waving in my eyes I'm still putting up a fight And I'll shake it off With no surrender Bye.